0: Hi, boys and girls. This is Miss Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Scared of the Moon by Thelma Lee Olander Get up, Abe! Hurry! Can't you move faster? It's the end of the world and I've got to get home to Pa and Ma! Ida dug her heels into the sides of the old white horse and swatted him with a switch, but old Abe only seemed to move slower. He had been born tired, and as the years passed over his head, he had grown even more tired till his greatest speed was a slow walk. Nine-year-old Ida Holden lived on a busy farm with her mother and father and five brothers. Paul Holden was a religious man and tried to train his family in the way they ought to go. The world's coming to an end, he would tell them. It's going to burn with fire, and when it does, it will be the end for everyone." One afternoon in late spring, Ma said, Ida, go down to the pasture and call old Abe. I want you to go to town to take Aunt Sarah a pie. You can stay a little while and play with your cousins, but be sure you're back by supper time. There was no place Ida would rather visit than Aunt Sarah's. There were three girls there about her age. After dodging five brothers all day, or trying to keep up with their antics, it was a real treat to play dolls with the girls. Quickly, she ran to the pasture gate with a lump of brown sugar in her hand. Climbing to the top of the gate, she called the old horse, who loved to let the children ride on his back. Abe, she said, holding out the sugar, come up here. We're going to town. Abe raised his sleepy head, then sniffed the air and began his slow clop, clop, clop to the fence. She slipped a bridle over his head and the bit into his mouth. Opening the gate, she led him to a mounting block where she easily climbed onto his back. Ma came out of the kitchen door with the pie for Aunt Sarah and reminded Ida to be sure to be back by supper time. The sun was warm as Ida and old Abe went slowly down the long lane. Ida's excitement to see Aunt Sarah and her three cousins made the trip a happy one, and what fun the girls had that afternoon making dolls of corn cobs and dressing them in pieces of silk from Aunt Sarah's scrap bag. They played house, making the furniture of fresh green leaves and using broken pieces of china for their dishes. The afternoon passed so quickly that they were surprised when Aunt Sarah called, Ida, it's almost sundown. You must be going home. Getting her sunbonnet, she mounted Abe and waved goodbye. Then she turned old Abe's head toward home. The rays of the setting sun made the shadow of the horse very long, and Ida laughed as she watched it jog along beside them. But soon the shadow faded, and she felt a tight uneasiness grip her. Before long it would be dark, and at the rate old Abe traveled, they would be on the road for quite a while before getting home. But the old horse knew every inch of the way, and his broad, familiar back was comforting to the girl on the lonely road. Then Ida saw a sight that chilled her. A great red ball of fire was skimming along the ground just where the earth and sky meet. As she watched it, the ball seemed to grow larger, coming closer. "'It's the end of the world!' she exclaimed out loud. "'God said he would burn it with fire, and here's the fire. "'Get up, Abe! Can't you move faster? "'It's the end of the world, and I've got to get home to Pa and Ma!' Ida dug her heels in Abe's fat sides, urging him to hurry, but the old horse was enjoying the sweet spring evening, carrying the little girl he loved, and saw no reason to move faster. "'Between her frenzied swats and pleadings, "'she cast fearful glances toward the ball of fire "'that by now was so large and so close "'that she imagined she could feel the heat of it. "'If she could just get home with Ma and Pa and her brother, "'she could face anything, "'but to have to meet the end of the world "'all alone on the big road was too much. "'Just as they reached the lane leading home, "'Ida took one more look at the ball of fire. "'It was now riding high above the earth "'and had lost its terrifying redness.' It was the silvery full moon of May. It's only the moon. Why didn't I think of that? Ida exclaimed to Abe. Her relief made her feel limp, and she began to laugh shakily at her foolish mistake. Relaxing on old Abe's back, she gazed up at the face of the beautiful moon and said, Old man moon, you sure scared me, but I don't believe I'll tell anyone, for the boys would never stop teasing me. Arriving at the pasture gate, she slid off Abe's back, took off his bridle, and gave him a loving pat. "This is our secret; I know you'll never tell it, and neither will I." As Ida entered the kitchen, she looked around the lamp lit room that, to her, had never seemed so lovely. There was Ma stirring the gravy, the boys washing up for supper, and Pa sitting in the rocking chair holding baby Adam. Each face took on new meaning; a few minutes earlier she had felt sure she would never see them again. Ma looked up and said, Well, Ida, I'm glad you're home. Here, you finish making this gravy while I get the other things on the table for supper. Some years later, Ida heard the true message of the Savior's coming and the end of the world. That took away her fear and made her want more than anything to see her Savior and live with Him. She began to anticipate rather than dread that day, assured that she would look into Jesus' face and exclaim, Lo, this is my God. I have waited for Him. And he will save me. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischl, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter dot com or call one-eight hundred-seven six five six nine five five.